Welcome to this week's episode of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Pagenta, and I'm your guide into the world of nursing professions. I hope you guys had a restful weekend and you are looking forward to another wonderful week. I would like to start by saying thank you so much for your support for the last couple episodes I've put out with Sabrina Barber talking about breastfeeding hacks for the working nurse mom and Diana Page from the Catalyst for Self-Care. I've gotten great feedback and good support and I just want to say thank you so much to those of you that have listened and if you haven't listened to those podcast episodes, they are great episodes to, to take a look at and to spend some time on. I encourage you to do so. This week on the podcast, we hear from Patricia Delgado, who graduated with her BSN in 2010 and worked in critical care for five years before becoming a nurse practitioner in outpatient dermatology. She has found her calling in helping individuals navigate their path towards better health and overall well-being. She believes all nurses deserve to feel fulfilled in their careers and loves to help connect others to their dream jobs. She's passionate about helping others see and focus in on their inner potential and in their careers and in their lives. So she does this by offering career coaching and mentorship, as well as opportunities to shadow in dermatology, which is where she is currently practicing. If you are interested in working with Patricia in order to achieve your dreams and goals in nursing or dermatology, take a look at her links that I've attached below. And during the episode, we talk about gaps between research and clinical practice. And I actually link that episode down below as well. Enjoy the episode. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy the journey, friends. Now let's hear from one of my sponsors. I am so excited to tell you guys about the newest sponsorship between the Dr. Nurse Podcast and NP Hub. NP Hub is the leading NP preceptor and student connector business on the market today. They work with NP students that are struggling to find preceptors, locate and connect with local nurse practitioners in a variety of specialties. I know the CEO personally, and I can say that he and his team are passionate about helping students get the most out of their clinical rotations. And on the other side, NPs can earn up to $8,000 a year from precepting students. This can be extra money to fuel a kid's college fund or a really nice vacation. This is extra money you can make while you're already working. To learn what it takes to be an NP Hub preceptor, listen to the Dr. Nurse Podcast unscripted episode with Krish, the CEO of NP Hub, where he describes exactly what you need to do in order to become a preceptor. And for nurse practitioner students that are looking for or can predict that they're going to need preceptors down the road in their schooling, check out NP Hub as a resource to help you finish up your education. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Dr. Delgado. Thank you so much for coming on to the Dr. Nurse Podcast today. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pagenta. Cannot wait to hear about your journey through dermatology to now your coaching business. Again, can you start us off by telling my audience what it is that you do for a living exactly and kind of how you see yourself as you're making a living in your nursing career? I am currently a dermatology certified nurse practitioner. So I do work in a dermatology clinic. Uh, I've been working in dermatology for seven years since I graduated as a nurse practitioner. In this particular clinic that I've been at for almost three years, I also do work in research. And the research 
is dermatology, psychiatry, fibromyalgia, migraines. So we do a little bit of everything in the research side, but my focus is definitely within the clinical dermatology side. That DNP is probably really helpful as you're starting to kind of go into the research side of things. I got such a bug in my spirit during my DNP mm-hmm. about research that I hadn't had while getting my master's degree. It was very strange. Like research was kind of annoying in my master's, but I walked away from my doctorate just being like, those nurses are kind of awesome at like what they're doing. What research are you involved in? I'm just interested. So my current research is I like it's clinical trials, like actual clinical trials, but I find it interesting what you're saying about when you're in your master's and kind of the difference between the master's and the DNP. Actually, when I applied for the master's program at the time, I think it was 2013, they had changed the programs instead of being RN to MSN, it was RN to DNP. So I was like, well, I guess I have to go for a DNP because I really wanted to go to UCF and that's all they had at the time. Then in the middle of it, I guess they realized maybe it was a bad idea. So they switched it back to allowing people to graduate with their master's. And I was like, well, you know what? I've already started, you know, getting ahead on the DNP classes. So let me just continue this path. And as I entered the actual DNP portion, it's just like you said, I was like, I started to get the bug and they start actually showing you how to implement a practice improvement project. I was working in dermatology. I was actually able to implement an entire project in the practice and see it and collect data. And you, you sort of finish like, whoa, I did that. And you present your project and you get the DNP, but it's not just, okay, now I'm Dr. Delgado. It's more like I was able to improve this clinic for my physician, for the practice owner. And this is who I am now. And so now I feel like I can go somewhere. And if I see something that needs to change, I can, I can do it. So, so in case anyone, that is, yeah. in case anyone, yeah, that is so yeah, well said. I do recommend it. We really are that gap between getting the research into clinical practice. I think I read somewhere that it takes what is it, twenty years? There's some number of years from the time that something is found in research for it to reach clinical practice. I'll link the actual research that it actually shows that there's this long gap between figuring out that hand washing can save lives until we actually start doing hand washing, right? And so there was this huge gap, but nurse practitioners being involved in research and then also being by the bedside, being that clinical, you know, specialty, we're able to close those gaps with the DNP. And I really think when they market it that way, it really has big benefits and you're getting to directly use it in your practice, which is so cool. So cool. I just think that's like totally like the holy grail of the DNP and really getting to see that those changes in people's lives and your clinical practice and know that you're making a really big difference. That's just so cool. So, and then, so you also do a little side, a little side hustle, a little, a little Dr. Delgado, her own thing. So what you got on the side? So what I got on the side, so, you know, just a little bit of background before I became a nurse practitioner, I worked for five years in critical care and especially the three and a half years in, in ICU, I actually feel like I got burnt out. I definitely was going through mm-hmm. that and really was kind of counting down. I remember the day I got um, accepted to the program. I was like, yes, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I was reading about some of the other guests that you've had, and I listened to a couple of them about burnout. And, you know, it is psychologically draining. It Everything that you go to with the patients, with the family, especially in intensive care, your coworkers, sometimes the, the 
positions don't always act, you know, appropriately and, and it takes a toll on you. So I was really kind of thinking about what I wanted to do as a nurse practitioner. I knew I did not want to come back to the hospital, but I love teaching. And I love, I love that aha moment when I worked in PCU, which is step down. I loved, you know, talking to patients about their medications and during discharge and, and that feel and that, that look when they're like, wait, you're telling me I'm supposed to keep taking my hypertension medications, even if my blood pressure is normal. And I said, yes. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> and it's like, that's why you're here. Oh my gosh. So you know, it's just a great feeling. So like, okay, maybe now they'll be able to stay out of the hospital. And so that's one of the reasons why I was like, I want to help people stay out of the hospital. But dermatology, I was, I had heard the dermatology, like, oh, it's, it's a fun, fun specialty. Like the hours are good and the pay, the pay is good, you know, quotations. And I was like, well, I don't want to do something just because hours are good and pay is good. So I wanted to explore it. So in my program, I was able to do some hours in dermatology and yeah. And it's funny because I wanted to do a whole rotation in dermatology, but because I, I had, I received a grant when I was in school for primary care for the underserved. They wanted me to do some of my hours at a volunteer clinic in primary care, which is great, which is totally fine. Cause a lot of it is also dermatology, but I was able to split some hours in dermatology. And that's where I really discovered how much I love it. I loved teaching people about their skin. I love how relevant skincare is, you know, it's just about anyone you talk to they're like, Oh, dermatology. So like, I've got this thing or, Oh my gosh, wrinkles or, Oh my gosh, like my toe has, has my fungus. Yeah. It's really interesting when you're, a party, yeah. you know, and like, I've literally had audiences like, so tell me what is Botox exactly? You know, yeah. just educating people. But, um, but yeah, so I had heard though that dermatology was really hard to get into. So after I did my clinicals, I was like, okay, well, that was really cool. You know, that was fun, but I wasn't, I've never been someone that's like, that's what I want to do for sure. Like that specialty, just because in nursing and in healthcare, yeah. there's so many ways you can help people. So, so I was like exploring yeah. different jobs. And it just so happened that when I graduated from the, from my nurse practitioner program, the clinic where I had done my clinical hours, they needed somebody for this office that they had opened up previously. And the patient load was starting to ramp up like just right. And it happened to be a, a very Hispanic area. And, and the physician was like, cause my, my preceptor told me the story. She said, yeah, we were sitting there and he was trying to decide who he was going to hire. And he said, gosh, who knows dermatology, who knows the practice and can speak Spanish? Like what nurse practitioner could that be? And my preceptor was like, hello, Patricia was just here and she was doing everything for me. And he's like, oh, okay. yeah. And he texted me and literally said, hey, you know, we need somebody. And if you want to get the job, come and meet me and we'll talk about it. And, and it's yours if you want it. So... Oh, yeah. And when I, it worked out. yeah. And when I started it, I was just like, this is amazing. I was, I love it. I love the setting. I love the specialty. Did that inspire you to create your side hustle? So, so yes, it did. The fact that I loved it so much and I just felt so happy and fulfilled. And then I, I had people reach out to me sometimes. I was the president and founder of the Florida chapter of the Dermatology Nurses Association. So with that Sort of title. Anytime anyone emailed the national DNA and was like, Hey, I'm in Florida and I'm interested in dermatology. They would sort of just like shepherd them to me to answer their questions, to give them advice. Uh -huh. I had an RN come shadow me for a day, you know, just do a job shadow. 
And I was like, yeah. And something else I noticed was sometimes actually one of the RNs, I said, oh, so what attracted you to dermatology? And she said, Dr. Pimple Popper. I love it. Oh, <laughs> All right. It's the YouTuber, right? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah I guess That's funny. YouTube and got her own show. Dermatology. It can be anything that you want it to be. You can sort of evolve your career. You know, you can focus on aesthetics. You can do more surgeries as she does. You can see more medical. You can even if you want to like kind of specialize in certain conditions and then people in your practice just sort of know oh, cool. that you're that person. But I, was, yeah. I was kind of excited to show her like, Hey, this practice isn't all popping pimples. There's a lot more technology yeah. than just, you know, extracting cysts and like squeezing them and watching the stuff go everywhere. You decided to launch a coaching business, teaching nurses and nurse practitioners mm -hmm how to get started in dermatology because it seemed like the feedback you were getting was it was so hard to get into these jobs, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yes. It seemed like yeah. everyone wants to get into dermatology. And honestly, that was something that I was even in dermatology, I was finding not only yeah. nurse practitioners and nurses, but I've also helped coach pre-PA and PA students. Well, because a lot of our wow. medical assistants were, they were college graduates that were planning to go into PA school with the hope of yeah. eventually working in dermatology. So of course they want to get their patient experience hours at a dermatology clinic. So I would help them mm -hmm. and coach them letters of recommendation, et cetera. All the different ways that I was approached about it, I decided to come up with my coaching business. So I have different tiers to it right now. I have three. The first tier, it's called Derm Mentor. It includes two 30-minute coaching sessions, which can be spaced out either weekly, monthly, or quarterly, depending on the person's needs or kind of where they are in their career. So for example, I have clients that have just graduated from their programs and they're ready to hit the ground running. I offer the CV and resume proofreading and maximizing for dermatology jobs. There are certain skills that you'll want to highlight. And there are certain skills or experiences that sometimes I've had nurses tell me that they've done and they're like, oh yeah, I left that off because it's not important. And I said, no, put that back on. It's so important. And you know, that's good. And I'll tell them why I'll explain why. And then you write it in the resume or in the CV that certain way where it highlights how or why it's important. So help with that cover letter assistance strategies for job searching. So in dermatology, again, also a little bit different. Mm -hmm. If anyone wants to publish, I can assist with that assistance with finding wow. preceptors, networking. I have some discounts to some dermatology courses through the DNA and other ones with my certification. If the person's in a DNP program, I can help with that as well. I can give ideas for projects, practice improvement projects. I had a client recently, she was telling me, well, if I don't get a clinical rotation in dermatology, how am I supposed to do a project? And I said, girl, like 90% of patients in primary care have a complaint on their skin, hair or nails. So there are ways yeah. that you can implement or, you know, come up with a project in a primary care clinic That's good. that actually still has to do with dermatology and improving practice in a primary care clinic for dermatology patients. That's tier one. And then tier two and tier three, Yep. So it's just more of that, just increased frequency. Exactly. So it's more of that. It's three calls instead of two. The, yeah, the second tier is definitely there's 
I will offer you contacts to the pharmaceutical reps. You'll get invited to dinners where you can meet other PAs and NPs. You'll meet physicians oh, in pharmacology. Because honestly, like for me, your network is your net worth, right? You know, and I kind of yeah. love being that person that once you're with me, I open the doors for you. Full transparency, I don't inject filler very often. Like I'm not a filler expert, yeah. but I know people that are filler experts. I know people that work yeah. in different practices in the state, different practices in the country. If you have a question about someone, I can kind of, you know, connect you with those people, with the pharmaceutical reps, the recruiters, how to attend a conference, the best conferences to actually attend. Cause there are so many dermatology conferences, but some of them, if you're on a budget, it's just not worth spending your money or your time. Yeah. Or if you're still in your practitioner program, you know, you got to focus on just getting through the program, but there's certain conferences that if you put that on your resume, that you participate in these, that you did these workshops, that you've got hands-on experience, it's going to look really good. Yeah, agree. You know, one of the things that I describe in my podcast all the time, and one of the things I advocate for nurses to do is to utilize their knowledge base to create something that they can improve the lives of other nurses and nurse practitioners or their patients and to be able to generate extra revenues. You're not just dependent on your job solely to bring in income. And what I love about what you've developed here is that you've actually been able to just leverage what you're already doing leverage your network, leverage the work that you've been doing, and you're using it to now help other people close gaps quicker, get in the door faster, and to prepare themselves for their dream jobs. And all you've done is just been like, I'll just take all the stuff I know and make something and then I'm going to just sell it to people. And again, people want that, that experience because again, your network is your net worth. And so being able to get in and, and talk to people and, hey, listen, I'm looking for this job. What do you know? And, oh, we got a part-time position here and we can get you in here. Oh, it just really allows you a, a level of flexibility that I think and a level of access that I think is is worth paying for, is worth having the person in your corner that kind of looks out for you. I don't see anything wrong with what you've done at monetizing this, being able to sell it. And again, as long as you do good work, you're serving people, why shouldn't you get paid for that? There's just so much stigma like, oh, you should do stuff for free. It's like, why? You don't expect other people to do things for free. Why should I do this for free? You've discovered a niche. You discovered something that was missing, that the help that people need to kind of get this part of their career off the ground. Has it always been roses for you or have you had some challenges along the way that have made you think along the journey, Dr. Delgado, this is it. You're not making it. Or, you know, or has there been a moment that you've had to kind of overcome a challenge to kind of get you to where you are today? So thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I want to take a second and remind you guys to join the Dr. Nurse podcast email list. I send out weekly emails about podcast episodes, blogs that I'm creating with information about motherhood, finances, health and wellness, and how to build side hustles. Click my link in the show notes to subscribe to my email list. And the Dr. Nurse podcast is also sponsored by the Net Worth Nurse. You guys know that I love Savannah Arroyo and her whole team at the Net Worth Nurse. I've actually had her on my podcast. So check out her episode if you're wanting to know more about what her and her team are doing to advance 
the wealth of nurses. Savannah and her team can also get you involved in real estate deals called syndications. And if you're interested in this type of investing, again, check out that podcast, hear about what she's doing for healthcare professionals. Her Networth nurse team is on a mission to empower nurses to take control of their finances and their net worth through their educational site where you can learn about wealth building strategies. They also have video courses on real estate and financial investing that can help you learn how to get started if you're wanting to diversify your asset portfolio. The Networth nurse has everything you need to grow wealth and be sure to check them out on the links in my show notes. And let's get back to the conversation. So you actually mentioned one of the biggest challenges and it's kind of thinking to yourself, you know, like, is it wrong to charge people? Like I helped so Mm. many people before I actually created the coaching business. I told you about as the president of the Florida DNA, a lot of people reached out to me. I'd have people shadow me, you know, and I'd share my contacts. I'd get people invited to dinners without, and, and I would take the time to email people for them and, and do the research and do the work. And I was spending a lot of time. And and then also part of me is like, am I really an expert at this? You know, so there's a little bit of imposter syndrome because yeah. sure. when you're only a nurse practitioner for a couple of years or maybe four years, yeah. it's like, when is it o- appropriate or okay to, to say that, well, I'm an expert at this. And so I can teach you about this. So, yeah. you know, if the first hurdle is realizing that, okay, I think I'm comfortable enough to become a preceptor now. And I was excited yeah. because- you know, I wanted to give back, you know, one of my first inspirations and mentors was my preceptor in dermatology, who was gracious enough to take me as a student, because she actually told me afterwards, she was like, I don't really, she's like, I don't normally take students, but we run a dance team together. And she said, but, you know, I don't know if she liked the way I salsa dance, what, but he accepted <laughs> me as a student. So preceptor had like some family problems and emailed me the first week of that final semester and said she couldn't do it. Oh my gosh. So, but, so it was a challenge, you know, realizing that it's number one, I'm, I'm ready to, to monetize this and two, that it's okay to monetize it. Yeah. Um, and I actually hired my own business coach because I'm somebody who needs accountability for sure. Like I need deadlines. Yeah. I need, you know, someone to make sure that I complete things. So I have my own coach and I thought, well, if star athletes have coaches, it makes sense for us to have coaches too, for the things that we're passionate about, for yeah. the things that like we want. Tiger Woods has a coach. It's like, exactly. if Tiger's got a coach, we all need a coach. He's the top of his game and he's got someone that's helping him make his game stronger. You're helping nurse practitioners make their game stronger to get to where they want to be. This feeling that a lot of nurse practitioners have. I think it's because we are in this, this mindset that we are just supposed to give from the bottom of our hearts. It's kind of taught to us in school, empathy and all these things. There's also the money side of things. Like there's also my time and my time is limited. My time is valuable. And so if I am extending these services, which you did for free for however long you did it for, which is the same for me. I've done things for free and I just give it away, give it away. But eventually you've got to go, well, this is worth something and I'm valuable. Like what I'm bringing to the table. And so many nurse practitioners don't realize that that, that gap between, I don't know what I'm doing to what I'm doing. And I'm also pretty good at what I'm doing might be shorter than you think it is. And again, we're always going to be learning. So as long as you're always learning and you're always in that state of learning, even if you're like, okay, so I don't know everything, but I do know something. So just 
figure those things out, start writing them down, start figuring out what am I really good at? What are the things that I excel in that I can be an expert in? And then begin to figure out how you can monetize that because this thing in between your two ears is one of the most powerful ways of generating money. And when you read all these business books, they say that all the time, that your ability to create and to dream and to pull things from that space and put it on paper and create a business around it is what America was founded on. It's the pursuit of happiness. It's all the things that I think are America. It makes us just so blessed to live here and to work here. And more of us need to be tapping into what it is that we know and figure out how we can help people, but also Mm -hmm. monetize that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I want to normalize that more and more because I think there's just this undertone of like, no, you should do it for free. It is something that everyone has to overcome at some point. And so I think that that challenge is very normal and very relatable. How would you say if you had to give one tip to my listener to overcome that fear? Because what if somebody's in that exact same boat and they're just like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of where she is. Like, I feel like I know this really well, but like, I mean, how can I ask somebody to pay me for this? Like, what is a tip that you had to kind of give yourself besides getting hiring a business coach and things like that? What did you do to overcome it? So I've read a couple of like really fun, inspirational books that you talk about ways to give back to the world and give back to people. It's all in here. Like it's all in our, in our creativity, in our minds, in our own experiences. Cause sometimes people think, well, like, who am I to, to do this? Because there's that PA over there and there's this nurse practitioner over here, but it's what makes you unique. You know, it's like, cause honestly, like And I feel like sometimes maybe people are competitive with things, but it's like, there's no need to be. There's so many people that, that could use your help with whatever it is. And you ask yourself, what do people come to me for? Like, what is it that I have or that I do for people that maybe they don't usually approach other people for? And so you kind of take that and realize that, well, they're coming to me for this, not, not that person, but that's something special and unique that you can offer. There's only one Patricia Delgado on the planet. There's only one Sandra Pagenta on the planet. There's only one of us, right? And so you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the world to be the fullest of Patricia Delgado. And I owe it to the world to be the fullest of Sandra Pagenta. And whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like for either one of us, again, we all have our priorities. We have our, what I like to call my core values, the things that I can't deviate from because it would be be untrue to myself, right? And then outside of that, we get to how we influence the world and how we impact others. You owe it to the world to do you because only you can do you. And when your life ends at the end of your life, do you want to be sitting there thinking, I didn't do that because I didn't think I knew enough or I didn't think I was good enough. And I didn't give it a shot. More nurses and nurse practitioners need to step into that space and just go, I'm here to make an impact the way that I can make an impact that you can't because you're not me. And so I'm not going to be for everybody. People are going to listen to my podcast and just be like, oh, she's the worst. And that's fine. I'm not for you, but there are people that will hear it and they'll see it and they'll go, you know what? She's, she's speaking to me. I feel like I know Sandra. I feel like I understand her and that's who I'm for. And you're only going to be for the people that you're meant to be for. And when you find your group, you find your tribe. How beautiful is that? You're just like, 
is where I belong. This is what I've been searching for. You've described some people along your path that you felt like were mentors, people that kind of reached out to you. What would you say has been anyone that's come along your path to really kind of help you on this journey. One of the things I've found is that nurses really don't do a good job at mentoring one another. I think we tend to kind of going back to what you say, compete with one another. Maybe it's like girl games. I don't know. But I think it's really wrong because if we are actually looking out for one another, what we find is as Dr. Elgato excels in her career and by having a relationship with you and having you at my network, I can actually get to places that I would like to be if that's something that I wanted. Have you had that? Or is this just been something that you've been building kind of all on your own without very, very much mentorship? One of my biggest inspirations is my brother. I think I was in my nurse practitioner program, maybe just starting. And it's funny because this isn't even about healthcare. This is about dance. Oh, he's like, Hey, what are you doing? He lives in New York city. And he said, what are you doing? Are you, are you, are you drawing? Cause he knows that I used to draw a lot. I, I have a little bit of artistic flair. Sure. I'm like, no, he's like, are you painting? Are you, are you dancing? Cause you love to dance. I was like, yeah, I've been dancing a little bit. And I was thinking about joining the dance team, but I don't know. I'm not sure. He's like, just do it. You know, go out there and do it, Patricia. You know, I love your brother. What's the worst brother. that can happen? What's the best that can happen? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, are you but like, what if I'm not good enough? And he's like, it doesn't matter. When you just go there, you put yourself out there. You're just putting yourself outside your comfort zone. Just that's going to help you grow, Patricia. And you don't know who you're going to meet. And he, you know, told me some story about someone he met and this great connection. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So he like really kind of pushed me and I was, I felt very invigorated. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do it. I'm going to join the dance team. And I did. It was a wonderful experience. And lo and behold, that's how I met the nurse practitioner in dermatology. That's right. that's right. And he had told me, he's like, you know, all these connections that you make, I made wonderful friends, you know, not just her, but I made great friends. I became a better dancer. I fell in love with it even more. The nurse practitioner, that was my first preceptor. She was a mentor in her knowledge and in her patience with me and providing resources for me. Then Moving along, my advisor for my DNP project was also very inspirational. I actually kind of had two because one went on a sabbatical in the middle. So like they both, one was like a total cheerleader and was like, you got this, come on, you're doing great. Like just you know, work on this one piece. You're gonna, it's going to, it's going to work out. And then the other one really helped me kind of hone in on my actual topic. And I told her I really wanted to graduate on this, in this one specific semester. And I, I was like, am I going to finish in time? What do you think? And she's like, yes. Like she helped me really like hammer things out, time everything properly. Both of them were very inspirational in my journey. And currently I have another mentor who I met at this most recent practice. And she's been a knowledge mentor, self-esteem mentor, just someone that I can vent to and is just one of the most knowledgeable healthcare providers I've ever met. Wow. Is this an MD and, or is this a I'll, nurse practitioner? She's yeah. an MD. Yeah. And she's like a dermatology slash rheumatology. Oh, rheumatologists are so smart. She's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Rheumatologists will text her to like ask her she's questions. She's like the one that the rheumatologists yeah. call. Yeah. The rheumatologists are like the and smartest people. I don't know how they figure out all the stuff they do, but yes. Yeah. It's a very complicated specialist. Yes. I mean, everything's pretty complicated. In fact, and my new like discovery is that I feel like psychiatry because people are complicated. Because uh, you're getting very, your psych, you're getting your psych degree, right? You're doing like a postmaster. Yes, yeah, the certification. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, so, and she actually used to work in a room derm clinic. And then prior to that, she did her residency in a room derm psych, kind of, like she said, they were all kind of next to each other. So the patient would go to one, then to the other, and to the other. And I said, that's how healthcare should be, you know, because I feel like our mind kind of affects us in every yes. way, in the way that our diseases express themselves, yes. in the way that we manage our own diseases, our perceptions of our diseases and our conditions. So, so yeah, I thought that was really cool, really interesting. Yeah. And, it's good exposure. And she, and she's a big supporter of advanced practice providers, which I Yeah. Love. She sounds like she's a really neat person and that she's a good resource to just go to. And you need like a friend. She just sounds like a friend that you can go to and talk to and bounce ideas off of. Well, we don't realize that when we impact others and we are open to affecting their lives and improving their lives, what ends up happening is they go places and they tell people about what you're doing to change their life. It's this thought that if we hoard our information, then nobody else can use it. But when we realize, when we give away what we know and we share what we know, what we end up doing is we end up elevating ourselves, despite the fact that we're concerned we're going to fall. Yes. We're like, oh no, if I tell people what I know, then I won't be the smartest person in the room. But what you find is that other people around you go, this person's incredible. You just yep. walk up to them and they're able to tell you whatever they know and they're able to spill over. And so you then become this person that people elevate as you begin to just pour out of yourself and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to pour too much. It's like, you can't, it literally is this cup that you cannot overfill. It will never bring you down. It will only lift you up. And that's what I want nurses to hear over and over again, is that you do not need to hoard this stuff. Yes. You do not need to have a scarcity mindset around the knowledge and the experiences that we have. We need to give this stuff away. And by giving it away, by yes. sharing it with others, what you end up doing is you end up changing people's lives, you impact th things for good, and you end up elevating yourself in a way that you did not realize that people would go onto a podcast and talk about you and say that this person has been so influential in my career. And what better of a legacy to leave on this earth than how we impact people? That's the only thing that gets left on the planet is the impact that you have on others. When you go to people's funerals, they talk about the moments, the memories, the times, the impact that you have. They don't talk about, you know, all this other stuff that we think is important. Well, she drove a Porsche, you know, 529. I don't even know if that's a car. And she had a 5,000 square foot house. We don't care about that stuff. We care about the impact and the difference that you make in others. That's really what it's all made of. I don't want to call it a life hack because I feel like it's just kind of a thing. It's when you help people and you you see them growing or like getting better because of something you did. It's just such a great feeling. And it does, it, it literally kind of lifts yeah. you up. There's a really awesome book that I had read. And it's called Who, Not mm -hmm. How. And it was one of my favorites because sometimes we think about, and I'll talk about the first time I ever published. I knew, I know myself and I can't, like I'll sit down and start writing something and I won't finish because I'll tell myself, oh, I'll finish it by Friday. But no, I need somebody to hold sure. me accountable. So when I started at this practice, I, eat, I had this topic I really wanted to write about. So I, I saw the other nurse practitioners that were in my practice that were DNPs as well. And I said, hey, would you like to write this article with me? You know, would you like to do this with me? And one of them was like super busy. She's very involved and engaged. So I was like, totally get it. I wrote to another one, didn't respond. So I wrote to someone else and she was like, hey, that sounds great. You know, let's do this. So we like set a day to meet and we set deadlines and we did it. We actually wrote a paper together. Yes. It was the first time awesome. that I had published. And I was like, you know, 
using her, you know, just yeah. use each other, right? Like our, each other's sure. accountability, each other's writing yeah. skills, our experiences. And every time you work with someone, you kind of grow a little bit. You, you extend yourself to them and they extend to you. And together, now she's published yes. as well. I think she was already yeah. published, actually. And now I'm published. And so it's like, it helps everyone. It's wonderful. And now, you know, you just, you grow a little bit inside. And sometimes you don't even realize how or how it's going to affect you. But, but it yeah, does. Yeah, that's really special. And again, I think it's interesting, too, that you had to reach out to multiple people. Like, somebody didn't respond, which goes to show you, like, stay persistent. Don't give up. I love that those people that are like, hey, yeah, you know, I want to support you. I think it's because they remember that we, we all started somewhere, you know, we, and that's why I was eager to like get that comfort to precept because I've heard people say that, oh, dermatology providers don't really like to precept. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. You know, it's, oh, it's really hard to find a dermatology preceptor, you know, so I want to be that person that my preceptor was for me, you know, in my moment of like, ah, because my preceptor yeah. canceled on me. I want to be that salsa you know, dancing, salsa uh, dancing dermatology connection for nurse practitioners. <laughs> I can, you know, for an added fee, I can also teach you to salsa dance. <laughs> so little known fact about me. I actually am a pretty big salsa dancer as well. Prior to getting married. I, yeah. So my husband is Panamanian, but he doesn't dance salsa. I probably, I, everyone's like, you're marrying a non-salsa dancer. I'm like, he's just a wonderful human. So I'm marrying because he's a wonderful human, despite the fact that he doesn't dance salsa. But I used to go to conferences all over the state of Florida, dancing salsa. Oh my gosh. Stay out to two, three, four, five in the morning dancing. My feet hurt. I'm pretty sure the bunion on my foot is because I've been in salsa shoes for God knows how long and walking barefoot back to my hotel room. Oh my gosh. I am, I love dancing salsa, merengue, bachata, you know, cha-cha. I love it all. It's all beautiful. I totally feel your mutual love for salsa. And then for the last question of the podcast is what advice do you give for a nurse starting off that she's new? She's like, I don't know what I do. I like Durham. That sounds really cool. Again, I've heard great hours, great pay. This sounds like something I might be interested in. If you could go back to Dr. Delgado, fresh RN, what would you tell her? What's a piece of advice that you would give her that you wish you would have known starting off in your career? And so a piece of advice to keep and a piece of advice that you would say, this is garbage. Don't listen to it. My advice would be, well, since it's little baby yeah. Dr. Delgado or little yeah. baby Patricia, I would just go back and tell her everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Trust the process. Tough things are going to happen, but those are the things that are going to shape your future and guide you to what you're truly passionate about. Don't listen to what people say. Do what you do what you're passionate about. If yeah. you want to do something, set your mind to it and it's going to happen. And sometimes the route can be a little bit, you know, yeah. weird or yeah. complicated, exactly yeah. convoluted. But when you get there, all that path that you took is going to shape the provider that yeah. you become. My episode with Tax Deed Wolf, he says, success is not a linear path. It's like this like squiggly line of like, you know, and so. And then, yeah, it's like up, down, sideways. And then sometimes yes. you like go down, but really yeah. down is not down. It's actually an up. Yeah. It's still progress. 
the other thing too, even though it might be going down. It's still, it's still progress. Progress. Yeah, sometimes you have to. Yeah. Yes. Well, you. thanks for coming on to the podcast, <laughs> Patricia, and sharing your journey and what you're doing with your career. It is incredible. Like I said, that you have found a niche and you're trying to fill it with your knowledge and, and you are filling it and you are helping people get to their dream careers quicker. So I love it. Thank you, Sandra. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's, I, I like want to keep talking. This was so much fun. <laughs> so that's a wrap. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review. If you like the show, I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse podcast is on the World Wide Web, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and TikTok. Subscribe to my newsletter for updates on new podcast episodes and other information to help you on your own nursing journey. You can always message me at the Dr. Nurse podcast at gmail.com with any career professions that you are interested in hearing about. And just a friendly reminder, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or professional advice or services.